0: You're listening to the Black Girls With Purpose podcast, where we talk about faith, friendships, and feature boss women from the Black Girls With Purpose community. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, founder and CEO of Black Girls With Purpose. Hey, Purpose Peeps. I hope you're having a great Monday. I know you're like, Bri, you sound so hype and so excited. It is too early for all that, Um, but I'm Really pumped to be back on the podcast today. Um, This is my first time recording in several weeks. As some of you may or may not know, I delivered our second child, uh, Jonathan Garrett, in the month of March. And so I had intentionally bulk recorded a bunch of episodes so that I could be fully present and not be like, oh my gosh, I need to be doing all these other things. And so it's really cool to be back in my chair with my mic and my headphones and everything. And I'm so excited, as I always am, to share the insight that God has given me um, over the past several weeks. And it's just been this beautiful time of reflecting and resting the most that I did in terms of work was write, uh, whether it be writing ideas down um, for Black Girls of Purpose or writing down ideas for future episodes. Um, But outside of that, like I developed a bit of a routine with my son Jaden, something God gave to me in terms of, okay, we're gonna have free play in the mornings, and then we're gonna have lunch, and then we're gonna, do arts and crafts, and then we're going, I mean, just literally laying out every part of my life, and I feel like he did that to show me, hey, Brie, you know, I know you have two boys now, I know you're kind of nervous about this whole thing, but I'm going to guide you every step of the way, and so that was a huge blessing, but um, as I enjoyed my time with my boys, God really laid it on my heart that I needed to talk about rest, um, specifically because of my personal testimony and how um, my children really saved me they helped me to start prioritizing self-care and sabbath um with my first son jaden god gave me like a mandatory sit down (laughs) i mean i broke my toe after having him it was just one week after i delivered him i broke my toe and i couldn't drive for six weeks and So this time around with Jonathan, it's been awesome because I've been able to be intentional about my resting. I'm like, Lord, you don't have to break anything. I just, am going to sit and chill. Um, But I think that there are so many people who are listening to this podcast who may be in a similar place where you feel like you're, you have been placed on a mandatory sit by God, or you feel like one is coming if you don't take a step back and say, God, what is the best yes for me? And so I'm excited for this Sabbath and self-care series because I'm going to share what I've learned just through my personal testimony. Um, I'm going to talk about the four lessons I really feel like prioritizing Sabbath and self care have taught me and I'm praying that as I share those with you it will be immense an immense blessing it will be a confirmation of what God has already been telling you privately and that you will share it with somebody I think that we as women especially as black women we're so used to taking on everything wearing all the hats in our families and I do believe that we have the capacity to do multiple things at once. Like we're not just a mom and just a wife and just a business owner or just an employee. Of course, we're going to have multiple hats, but there is a way to operate under those hats with the grace that we need. And so that's what we're going to talk about over the next four weeks. I'll be trying to make it into heaven though But you'll be trying to knock me off my core stove Voices in my head screaming YOLO yeah but you only die once too hey purpose peeps thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today Uh, i wanted to jump on here real quick and let you know that i am doing a instagram challenge a social media challenge over the next few weeks uh, specifically focusing on what i eat i was inspired by this sabbath and self-care series and as i shared in our march update felt convicted about some of the things that i have been eating so i've decided to cut out bread, sweets, and fast food and fried food over the next four weeks. So for the entire month of April, I'm not eating any bread, not eating any fast food or fried food, and I'm not eating any sweets. And I would really love for you to join me I want us to be intentional with everything that we do. That's part of our mission here uh, with Black Girls With Purpose. And so if you're interested in being intentional with your diet, what it is that you're eating, and you're interested in joining this social media challenge with me, then all you have to do is post a video on your Instagram feed or on your Instagram story and say why you're being intentional with what you're eating and use the hashtag BGWPEATS. Um, By doing that, you'll be entered to win a free copy of the Black Girl's Guide to Living on Purpose in which I talk about the benefits of being intentional with what we eat and what we wear and doing our hair, everything. So I'm excited for this uh, social media challenge. God gave me the idea and I think it's going to be a really great way to build our community. So again, if you're interested in joining, all you have to do is post a video of yourself, talk about why you're being intentional with what you eat and use hashtag BGWPEats. And if you're not following us on Instagram already, what are you doing? You can do that easily by going to Instagram and following us at Black Girls of Purpose so you can see what it is that we're posting. Now let's get into the episode for this week. So this month's podcast is going to be a lot different than a lot of things that we've recorded previously because it's going to be really um, based on my testimony uh, and I shared that in the introduction for today, but I'm going to be talking about, I'm just going to be telling stories. I'm going to tell y'all what God has shown me over the course of several years and I'm praying that it will bless you immensely. It was a Wednesday night in the spring of 2018 and my husband and I were at church for Bible study. While I can't tell you one part of the lesson for that night, I can tell you that it completely wrecked me. Somehow I ended up on the floor in the corner of the room, confessing to my friends that I was overwhelmed and had created, in so many words, my own yoke of slavery. Everything I was doing looked good on the outside, especially because I had recently delivered a baby, but inside it was destroying me. I didn't feel like I could breathe. I was always going, I was always doing. As I talked about before, I felt like I was everything to everybody. And the few times I mustered up enough courage to say, no, I'm not going to do that. Or, hey, can I get back to you? I felt guilty. I started getting flashbacks of passing out of my car when I was pregnant with my son, Jaden. And I quickly realized if I didn't stop now, my busyness was going to kill me. Unfortunately, I didn't know which path to take out. I was going to need God to help me and if you've ever felt like this or feel like this now then I hope that you'll turn with me to Matthew 11 28 through 30 which reads come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light y'all know that I love my study bible and then the english standard version study bible commentary for this passage reads come to me is an invitation to personally trust jesus not merely believe historical facts about him all who labor and are heavy laden refers in the immediate context to those oppressed by the burden of religious legalism imposed on people by the scribes and the pharisees but the wider application is that jesus provides rest for your souls That is eternal rest for all who seek forgiveness of their sins and freedom from the crushing legalistic burden and guilt of trying to earn salvation by good works. I didn't realize it, but that subconsciously that's what I had been doing. I was trying to earn salvation. I was trying to earn God's acceptance of me. And in doing so, I completely disregarded what his word says in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, which reads, For you have been saved by grace through faith, and this is not of yourselves, but it is a gift from God, lest any man should boast. If you follow Michael Todd with Transformation Church, you know that he has defined grace as the unmerited, undeserved, and unearned favor of God. But I hadn't learned that yet. Little did I know, but I was on course for a This is Grace boot camp. Over the next year, So from last year, 2018, and it was funny, it was actually around March 2018 to this year, um, now April 2019, little by little, God would strip me of activities that I'd taken so much pride in, uh, things I knew he must have lined up, even though doing them made me feel exhausted. And the catch was that even with a long list of items or a full calendar he was going, he kept sending me people who said, Oh my gosh, God loves you so much, or God is so pleased. And I realized it went back to the scripture in Ephesians 2 8 through 9, 8 through 9 that this was a gift that was given freely. I didn't have to stress myself out, I didn't have to do good works to try and earn what God had given me so free of the yoke of slavery that I had created for myself, I actually started implementing what now I can call a Sabbath and self-care checklist that required me to ask myself three things. The first thing that I ask myself when I'm trying to implement this Sabbath and self-care list is why am I doing this? In Matthew 23, Jesus speaks directly against doing things from a place of religion. That's what the Pharisees did, and they had the wrong motives behind it. Verse 4 through 5a and 7 says, They, being the Pharisees, tie up heavy loads that are hard to carry and put them on people's shoulders, but they themselves aren't willing to lift a finger to move them. They do everything to be observed by others, and they love the place of honor at banquets, the front seats in the synagogues, greetings in the marketplaces, and to be called rabbi by people. Now, when I was pregnant with my son, Jaden, I intentionally, and even after I had him, I was like hustle girl supreme because I wanted to make sure that the role of a mother was not the only thing that defined me. And I am almost ashamed to admit that I was kind of like the Pharisees, like I loved the place of honor at banquets, the front seats and not necessarily a synagogue, but you know, maybe a conference or a church or something. And I loved um, when people would say like, Oh, you know, it's Brie or Oh, you know, there's superwoman, she does everything. And I know that's why God had to bring me to this place of rest. I mean, even as I speak, like it's super early in the morning, my, everyone in my house is asleep, and I've had so many moments like this, This, these moments of intimacy with God where he can really speak to my heart and say, "Brie, you are who you are, not because of what you do, but because of who I've already predestined you to be. And so in asking myself, why am I doing this? If my answer is to get applause from people or because I think it's what's expected of me, then I take a step back and say, well, no, if I'm not doing it out of a place of feeling like I'm called to do it, then it might not be for me, or if it is for me, it might not be the right timing. Um, I think about something that happened, it'll be a few weeks ago as of this episode's publication, but there was this conference I wanted to attend, and Y'all know if you've been following my husband and my financial journey, we're, we only recently were able to pay like our bills on or ahead of time and were able to pay down some debt. And so when I saw the cost of the conference, I was like, sis, you know, you can't afford it. But I said, OK, Lord, you'll make a way if this is for me. And I went and checked on the website. For tickets, I was just kind of like, oh, let's see if, you know, how things are going. And they sold out of everything. Every, you know, it was, you could get the day only passes, those were sold out. You could get the hotel passes, those were sold out. Everything was sold out. But it was actually this huge relief because before I was like, oh, Lord, like, is this you? Should I be going to this conference? Like, you know, we don't have any money right now for this. You know, we're investing in other things. And instead of having to stress, I was just able to say, Lord, the door is closed. Like, cool, keep it pushing. And so if you're in a place, too, where you feel like you're asking yourself, why am I doing this? And your answer isn't because I feel like it's where I need to be. Then I challenge you to just say no and to move on to the next thing. Um, The next question that I have learned to ask myself whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed or feeling like I'm creating this yoke of slavery um, is, has this become a burden? So in First John 5, 3, scripture says, the commandments of the Lord are not burdensome. And I remember learning this at the beginning of 2019. Um, It was the start of a new year, and we were in a new city, and I wanted to hit the ground running when it came to ministry. So I had signed up for a prayer shift at the prayer room here in the DFW area. I was going to Monday night service to help out with the teens because I have a heart for teens. And that was how I even started. Black Girls of Purpose was I was working in teen ministry, and one of my girls was just talking about a lot of the struggles that um, I dealt with when I was a teen. I was like, Lord, if they're still dealing with this now, like clearly this needs to, there's some missing piece. And that's how I wrote the Black Girl's Guide to Living on Purpose as well, because I was like, Lord, let's fill this need. But getting back to my story, like I, I started going to the Monday night service in the prayer room and all these different things. And though they were good on the outside, I kid you not, within just a few weeks, I found myself dreading Going not because I didn't enjoy myself once I was there, like I, once I got to church or once I got to the prayer room, I was like, Oh my gosh, Lord, I'm so grateful for this time with you. Um, but because when I couldn't go, I was stressed, like it was a burden for me. I was there was a time where I remember I couldn't find my glasses, so then I had to talk to Um, My prayer room shift leader and I was like, sorry, I can't come. I don't have my glasses and then there was another day where I wanted to go to help out with the teens and i had zero energy like i was sitting on the floor and i was falling asleep and i felt i i felt bad for going to sleep even though clearly i was exhausted and probably wouldn't have been a good contributor to anything that our ministry was doing but i was just i just felt so guilty and so I was like okay if this feels like a burden then it may not be for me and i went to proverbs 10 22 which reads the blessing of the lord enriches and he adds no sorrow with it i was like okay god if this is for me, like it shouldn't be exhausting and it shouldn't be um, creating any kind of anxiety. And my mom and I were talking the other week about how there are things we're gonna be required to do that aren't necessarily the most exciting, but I think in those things, we find the grace that we need even if we don't necessarily feel like doing it, like we, we, we are granted that energy. And I think about, um, being a, a mom of two and, and I talked about how God has been giving me like my schedule for my boys. And I remember there was one day where I got literally three hours of sleep and somehow by the grace of God, I was able to go through the entire day, still go through our routine, like didn't have any meltdowns or anything. And that's because God says in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, and God is able to make every grace overflow to you so that in every way, having everything you need, you can excel in every good work. And if I felt like I didn't have the grace I needed to go to that prayer room shift or to help out with the teens, it wasn't necessarily because those were bad things in and of itself, but that just wasn't the right placement for me. At that particular time, I was seven months pregnant Which means that I needed to take a moment to get mentally, spiritually, and emotionally prepared to add an addition to our family. Once I gave myself permission to do that and shifted my energy, it took off the pressure that I'd put on myself and everything changed for me. And the kicker was that to my surprise, no one seemed like they were angry. They weren't looking at me sideways. Like, I can't believe she taking a break so she can go and have her baby (laughs) And I know that may seem silly, but it just didn't occur to me because I was so used to trying to be super mom, super woman, super everything, instead of just saying, God, who is it that you've called me to be? And this ties back to the identity series that we're going to be talking about in May, because So many times when we look for our purpose, we ask the question, God, what do you want me to do? Instead of asking God, who do you want me to be? And I have learned that if I allow him to define my identity first, like I'm able to do everything else with so much ease because I understand that whether I'm changing my son's diaper or standing on a stage talking to women about how they can walk in their purpose god is pleased as long as i am keeping him first and seeking him first before anything so i said that for this self-care and sabbath checklist i asked myself three things i asked myself why am i doing this um has this become a burden and then lastly i have started to ask myself am i the only one who can do it And this may be an interesting uh, question for you. I know that this is a very humbling question, even um, in my marriage and even with helping with my children. Sometimes because I am so used to that routine, like my husband will come in and he may have Jaden go to bed an hour or an hour later than I would. And, And it's like, okay, sis. You could either be stressed and be like, Jay needs to be in bed, or you can take this time to rest and let him do his own routine with him. And so that's been a huge relief to just say, like, girl, you are not the only one who can get things done. And sometimes God sends you people, but you need to humble yourself enough to take the help that you need. And I think we kid ourselves when we act as if we're God's only child, right? Like we're like, Oh Lord, well, you know, this needs to get done and you can only do it through me. And I think that that's really arrogant. Um, and this isn't me trying to call you out. This is me even talking about me in moments where, you know, I was serving in a mentorship program and was just overwhelmed with, scheduling it's like maybe you're not supposed to fill this role. And maybe if you get out of the way, someone else can step up and fill that need. But you cannot, and I'm going to say this so many times over the course of the next several weeks with this series, you cannot and are are not supposed to be everything to everybody. Uh, I remember one of my accountability partners, sisters in Christ, mentors, spiritual moms, whatever, said, to me one day, she said, you have got to stop trying to be Holy Spirit Junior. And she was talking specifically about my marriage. But I saw that in a lot of aspects of ministry that instead of like learning the art of delegation, or um, just learning what it meant to step away, I tried to juggle everything. And without fail, I would end up getting overwhelmed and then I put the organizations or the ministries that I was working with in not necessarily jeopardy but I didn't set them up for success because I had to leave suddenly like I was just so overwhelmed that I was like okay I gotta go I, gotta, I can't do this you know and then it's like okay well would it have been better to pray on the front end and say God is this what you have for me and tell them hey you know I prayed about this and I, this just isn't my season for serving and let them find someone who can serve fully? Or is it better to jump in, say it all depends on me and then get overwhelmed and jump out and be like, oh, I don't know, figure it out, like sink or swim, but I gotta leave. So that's the another thing that I've learned to ask myself is am I the only one who can do it? Um, I think that it's really cool, going back to our focus scripture for today, where Jesus says, let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I think it's so powerful that Christ makes the connection, connection between rest and humility. Um, It makes me think of Matthew 23 verse 12, which reads whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And I can say without a doubt, y'all, that this season has been extremely humbling for me because, as I said, some days the biggest thing I, things I accomplish are, like, getting dinner cooked for everybody or making sure my family's clothes are clean or taking a shower. I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you, like... Being a mother, being a wife, um, and just being God's daughter is like where God needed me to be. And he showed me that I was so consumed with approval and with job titles and with applause that I was neglecting proper self-care and I was neglecting this free gift that he gives which is rest which ties back to the scripture from last week like God gives rest to his beloved so I don't know why we take on these quotes that say like oh sleep when you're dead or you know you got the hustle, don't stop. Like, no, it's exhausting. That is not from God. That is not of God. There's no scripture that set that backs up any of that. There's scripture that talks about the work of the diligent paying off, but and we'll talk about this next week. But it's like even with the work of the diligent paying off, you still have to prioritize rest because in rest you are able to refocus. And if you've ever been in a situation where, you know, maybe I think of this um, time when I was a kid and me and my dad were working on a homework assignment that I had and we were up for hours and I just wasn't getting it. And so my dad was like, Bree, just go to bed and we'll figure it out in the morning. And I was like, no, I can't go to bed. Like, I just have to do it now. You know, I've always been very studious. And um, he was like, just go to bed. You're not thinking clearly right now. And so I did. I went to bed. I woke up the next morning and my dad said that I did it without like any problems. I was like, oh, this is this and this is this. And it just there's so much revelation God wants to give you if you would just rest. Like there's so much he wants to download into your spirit, but he can't do it if you're always on the move. And an illustration that he gave me was just thinking about the difference between trying to talk to someone in like a 5K run versus sitting down and having coffee with someone and having a conversation with them. If the person is running, you might be able to get a piece of what they say, um, but a lot could be misinterpreted. And so God was telling me like Bree, I'm calling you to stillness in this season because I really want you to just like sit and have coffee with me. You are used to listening to me on the go, you know, in between other things, but I need you to make your relationship with me a priority. And since I've done that, I have just experienced this extreme peace like where I once felt like I had to, be on my grind, honestly, and, 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 you know, be out here and networking and doing all these things. I'm like, Lord, if you want me to be in the room, then you're going to place me there. And that's, that's this, that, that also provides relief where you feel, where you stop striving. Cause you're just like, Lord, if this is for me, it's going to be for me. And it's not, You know, some people may battle with that because you're like, Well, I'm not trying to be lazy. I'm not saying you're you're literally sitting in your closet, you know, with the door closed, like, Well, Lord, send you gonna send me a sign if you need me to do anything. But if you are seeking him first, as we're admonished to do in Matthew six thirty-three, then you can trust that he's gonna guide your footsteps and you will meet the people you need at the grocery store or at the park while you're doing things that he, you know, he's called you to do. Like he will make room for you, uh, but you don't have to strive to anything, towards anything. It makes me think of this opportunity we had last summer with Essence. We did an entrepreneurship workshop with them called Boss Up. And I remember getting a call from the person who's organizing the event and just like, "Oh, hi, this is so and so with Essence." And I just remember looking at my phone like, "What?" Essence like, "What? I don't understand what you're saying right now." Um and I wasn't, you know, I hadn't been hustling, I hadn't been passing out my business cards to anybody. I hadn't been emailing Essence like, "Hey, can I present to a group of teens like my gift made room for me?" It really does provide this huge sense of relief when you realize, dang God, if I just trust you, if I just rest, if I just ask myself these three questions, and I'm honest with the answers, why am I doing this? Has this become a burden? Am I the only one who can do it? And allowing those, the answers to those questions to guide your footsteps, like you will experience that same kind of relief. Um, That Wednesday that I talked about at the beginning of this episode in 2018, I had come in unknowingly bearing this yoke of slavery, but through submission to his Holy Spirit, I walked out free. I cleared my schedule. I started resting more and more and learned how to allow God and God alone to set my priorities. And these days, I'm still applying that practically. Practically. I keep my schedule clear on Fridays and that just gives me time to have peace. And I learned to also cut out appointments because sometimes it's like you can even get busy with errands, things that you should be doing. I'm also learning to be careful for what I sign myself up for and learning to pray on God's timing. Because again, sometimes there may be things that God is presenting to you and it is from him, but you're trying to do it in 2019, and he doesn't want you to do it until 2020. And so I think that's another question that I didn't include in that Sabbath and self-care list, um, but that I would encourage you to ask is, God, is this something I'm supposed to be doing currently, or is this something you want me to do in the future? And I think about Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, You know, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not into your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will show you which path to take. You may say from the outside in, this is what the proper season for me. But if you humble yourself before the Lord, like we talked about earlier, you will be able to get all of the insight that you need. So with all of that said, I'm going to share the verse of the week and the song for the week, and then I'm going to sign off and spend some time with my family. So our verse for the week, I actually have two. The first verse is 1 Corinthians 10, 23. And it says, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Um, the God's word translation reads, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything encourages growth. So that's a verse and that's a word for somebody. And then I wanted to include Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And I think that's important to remember because you may think, well, Lord, if I don't do this in this season, how are we going to make any money? How are we going to do this? You know, how are we going to build this ministry? Y'all, God called me out to not work um, back in September of 2018. And uh, in the seven months that I have not worked, that I have rested, he has actually blessed my family Immensely financially and it's just so funny that he did that without any help from me so don't feel like you have to be everything to everybody just trust God seek him uh above all things and then the song for the week is pressure by Jonathan McReynolds um I think that's a just a really good reflection about uh, on how to ask yourself like okay, am I doing this because I feel like I'm called to do this or because I feel like it's what's expected of me? So I pray that that song blesses you, that those verses bless you, and that you have a restful and intentional and a careful week. purpose peeps. Thank you so much for listening to the episode for today. I am always grateful Uh, anytime I look at our insights and see that people are listening every week. Don't think that I take it for granted by any means. I wanted to come on here and just have a closing call to action I'm asking for two things. So first, if the Black Girls of Purpose podcast has impacted your life in any way, I'd love to hear about it. And I'm asking that you would share your story with me by emailing me at brie at Purpose.org. Also, if you'd like to partner with us financially to fund the work of this ministry, you can do so by visiting blackgirlswithpurpose.org slash give. I'm giving digital copies of my new book, Walking on Water, a 21-day devotional on faith in exchange for anyone who sows a seed into this ministry. So you can do that by going to blackgirlswithpurpose.org give. And uh, I just thank you in advance for anyone who feels led to um, sow that seed. Uh, but even if you can't, y'all, just thank you so much again for being a part of this movement and just following me on this Black Girls With Purpose journey. I'll talk to you next week. It's never that easy to choose purpose. But I would die to my flesh, live a life of worship. I'm really, really, really trying to make it into heaven. I'm trying to hear him say two words like, Well done. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa.